For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Game preview show, 49ers versus Buccaneers. Battle of the Bay, Tampa Bay versus the Bay Area. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Going to get into all the matchups the 49ers need to win in this game. And of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have some very talented players on the offense and on the defense. So we're going to get into those key matchups. We're going to get into the wow, that's bold predictions. We're going to pick the winner of this game. I'm excited about this episode. It's one of my favorite episodes that we do the entire week because we really get to break down how the 49ers intend on attacking Tampa Bay and what Tampa Bay has as far as weapons, coaching, personnel, uh, to go ahead and limit or stop the San Francisco 49ers. It sets the table uh, for what we're going to get when the 49ers play the Buccaneers on Sunday. So I'm glad you all came through. Just like always, like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. Likes don't cost you anything, but they do a lot to push this content out to others uh, so they can check it out. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, thank you for joining me on that platform. I really, really appreciate it. So you've got two teams. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are right in the mix of the playoff hunt because they're in the NFC South. And the NFC South is kind of uh, bungled up there at the top. You've got the New Orleans Saints. You've got uh, the Atlanta Falcons, and you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and all three of them are in the mix to potentially win the division. So the Buccaneers are, yeah, they're four and five, but they're not coming into this game and thinking they don't have an opportunity to still make the playoffs. They haven't checked out. They've been playing pretty good all season. In fact, Baker Mayfield has been playing really good all season. He has 14 touchdowns to five interceptions. He's thrown for uh, 2,000 yards. He's having himself a solid season. This is a former number one overall pick. He's got a lot of moxie. He's not afraid to make contested throws. Uh, he just is one of those guys that's unfearful. He'll go out there and he'll try to make as many plays as he can, whether that's using his arm or his legs. He'll throw his body on the line. You have to give him somewhat of a respect for the way that he plays the game because he plays with all that he's got. Now, he does have limitations, and the 49ers have ways that they can go after Baker Mayfield, but he has big Mike Evans as well. And that's not the only thing big that Tampa Bay has on their team because Vita Vea mans the middle of that defense, and he is an absolute monster. Uh, he's great against the run, but he's got the ability to put pressure on the quarterback. He can walk your offensive lineman straight into Brock Purdy. It's it's one of those things you have to worry about. They still have talented linebackers, Devin White, uh, Levante David. They've got talented edge rushers, uh, Sha Shaq Barrett. 
very talented players all, all the way around. Look at the safety position. They got Antoine Winfield. So you can see that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are loaded with talent, and they've got a lot of things they like to do on both sides of the ball that can somewhat be unique and kind of put them in the best situations to be successful. If you want to put yourself in the best situation to be successful betting on sports, check out Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All of the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, where I'm going to start this game preview show is talking a little bit about what the 49ers need to do on offense. And usually I come in here and I talk to you guys about how the 49ers need to establish a run game. They need to get Christian McCaffrey going. They need to take some of the pressure off of the offensive line. They need to take some of the pressure off Brock Purdy. Well, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a very good defense against the run. They're, they're good at it. And right now the blueprint for stopping the 49ers had been go ahead, load the box, run a single high safety, and then bring pressure to make Brock Purdy be the one that beats them. Now, without Debo Samuel, without Trey Williams, that was a very effective philosophy that teams were employing. They were slowing down the 49ers offense. Yes, Brock Purdy was still having success for three quarters, but then at some point it would somewhat fall apart. They were having costly penalties that were making them step back. It was difficult. So with teams doing that, and that being the team's approach, you have to go with a format that instills you have to loosen them up. And so what I'm going to say in this game is it's going to be the 49ers passing game is the, the main matchup here. 49ers passing game versus Buccaneers defense. And it's going to come on to Brock Purdy and his weapons to be able to somewhat loosen up the box. So a lot of times when they run a single high safety, they want to walk one of those safe or to uh, want to walk the other safety into the box and take away one of the gaps you're available to run in. When that happens, it just squeezes everything down. So the 49ers have to be very smart and diligent with the way they go about executing the passing game, though. Once you get something going, there's going to be avenues to throw, but you have to worry a little bit about Tampa Bay blitzing. Tampa Bay blitzes at a very high rate, 25%. And we've seen Brock Purdy be able to handle, handle Tampa Bay's blitz in the past. Last year, they blitzed him like crazy, and he was still able to make the throws that he needed to make. But now they've had a year to prepare. They understand who Brock Purdy is. There's a lot of film out on him. So Brock's going to have to prove it again. And so it's very important for the 49ers to establish the passing game to loosen up this Tampa Bay defense so then you can start finding lanes in the running game. So why do I think this is a, a progression the 49ers need to have, and why is this one of the key matchups? Well, the 49ers are averaging 248 yards per game through the air. The Buccaneers give up 266 yards through the air. That is a definite weakness for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. When you watch them on film, they fly around. Their front seven is physical. Uh, they get after you. They bring pressure. Their linebackers are good. Their defensive line is good. Uh, there's not a lot of weaknesses along that front seven. Now, if you establish 
that you can send the ball down the field. Uh, and it doesn't have to be deep vertical passes, but even intermediate passes, you know, that 10 to 19 yard range, then you're going to make one of those safeties come out of the box. When one of the safeties come out of the box, that's when you can run the ball very consistently because you can get some movement on their edge defenders. Their edge defenders are good. They're not great. And that's where you can have a lot of success against them. You can go ahead and kick them out and run inside. Now, you still have to deal with guys on the interior, Vita Vea, uh, Kalia Kansi. Those guys are tough. They have good linebackers as well, but you have good players on the edge. Uh, your, your tackles are good, your, especially in the run game, but your, your blockers like Jawan Jennings, George Kittle, Kyle Yushek are very successful. So getting movement on that edge defender can happen, but you have to loosen them up first. And because it's a weakness, it's something I think the 49ers really need to take advantage of in this game. So how do you loosen up the box? Well, one thing you can do and is and not put yourself at risk, right, is go ahead and run screen passes to McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And I'm talking even bubble screens. Line up McCaffrey in the slot, get him the ball out in space, release Trent Williams, uh, release you know uh, John Feliciano, let them get up the field and help blocking and just get little subtle plays like that. Seven, eight yards extended type run plays on bubble screens. What that will do is if they bring that eighth player into the box, that makes him travel a little bit, right? He has to try to run that down, and it makes it difficult. Last week, the 49ers almost had some big plays. McCaffrey almost busted one on a screen. Uh, Debo Samuel got seven yards, was ran down by Josh Allen, the defensive end. Well, you don't have that speed element from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when it comes to uh, their edge defenders. Now, they do have solid players and solid talent, but nobody that's elite like Josh Allen as far as speed goes. So those little type screen pl plays out there where you make them retrace and follow are going to be important. Plus, if they have to run horizontally, then it's going to make them use extra energy. They're not able to fully attack Brock Purdy, and eventually you'll be able to move the pocket. But what will usually happen is if you start hitting those screens – they're going to widen out a defender, whether that's the edge defender going ahead. That means your outside linebacker or your defensive end widening out or take the safety that you brought into the box and having him split the difference. When you have him split the difference and be between uh, the, the two defender or between the two offensive players uh, as far as tight end and also receiver out wide, you create an opportunity to run the ball. It creates a natural bubble, but also natural blocking lanes which I talked about attacking the edge defender. Well, now it's really easy. You get that guy out there, you go ahead and you send a tight end out, you or get him or a tackle and get that guy, that safety, keep him outside the box and come through with a little trap or get fullback. Uh, Kyle, you checked it. Go ahead and hit that defensive end and run up inside, and it created a nice, huge lane for you to run the football. But you have to have success to spread them horizontally. You also could go with a throw down the field a little bit. Brock Purdy's been one of the best in 20-plus yard air throws this season. And I think in this game, it's important to hit some of those deeper crossers, uh, the corner routes when they're in their uh, single high safety look. Take advantage of what the defense is giving you. And I think if that happens, you're going to loosen up this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. You're going to make them cover the field horizontally. You're going to make them cover the field vertically. And then that's going to create run lanes for Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers run game. But it has to happen, I think, this week with Brock Purdy having early success, rhythm throws, getting the ball out in space. That will also kind of take away the blitz. If you get the ball to Debo and McCaffrey out on the edge and they were blitzing, that's an extra defender they don't have in the secondary or in that second level where the linebackers are 
to track and make a tackle. You could get some real whole shot plays. So doing that will destabilize the blitz and what they're trying to do up front. And I think that's important for the 49ers in this game. Plus, Brandon Ayuk should be a real mismatch. And I talked about this pretty extensively in offensive matchups the 49ers must exploit. That video came out on YouTube. It's available, of course, on Believe. And it really is a mismatch for him. He's going to be going against Carlton Davis and Jamil Dean. They're going to be the guys that line up outside, outside on him. Brandon Ayuk is such a great route runner. He should be able to get open and create separation against these two corners. They're playing single high safety. The truth is they're probably going to be running a cover three or a man coverage. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk to win those all day, every day. And if they do that, what they're doing is also putting situations where you get other players in one-on-ones. But Brandon Ayuk having early success in games does help the rest of the football team. And we've seen this pretty consistently. Games where Brandon Ayuk is successful early opens the door for everything else. Maybe a defense has to slide a little bit of help over to Ayuk. That opens the door for other players. Players like George Kittle, because I think George Kittle could do a lot of things against the Bucs safeties, Antoine Winfield and Christian Ising. I think that he's going to have an opportunity against those two players to have a significant advantage. He's really good with his speed. He's faster than people give him credit for. He's able to maneuver his body. He runs good routes that create separation. And I think he could have some success there. And if you create formations uh, and you're putting strain on a Bucks defense that wants to stop the run and make you one-dimensional, you might even get some matchups like they found last week against the Jaguars where you get George Kittle on a linebacker. And that is an absolute mismatch 49ers way. The linebackers for Tampa Bay are good. They're two or three years removed from being able to run stride for stride with George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo matched up on a linebacker advantage 49ers. So that's what the offensive matchup is going to be about this week. It's going to be about going ahead and taking advantage of what they get from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a defense. So if the defense is loading the box, go ahead and hit them with that quick screen game. Get involved. Get that passing game going with very timely, uh, high percentage throws. Get the ball out. Limit the success of the blitz. Now, when the blitz comes and you recognize it, that's where you want to throw. That's the open void. Get the ball to your playmaker's hands and let them make plays. It's very important for the 49ers to stay on schedule this week. Make sure you're having early first and second down success. So that way, third downs are very manageable. And that's always important every week, but it's important this week. You don't want to allow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to have you in third and 10 or third and longer than 10, because then they can absolutely dial up a blitz, come after you and prevent you from being able to convert. And the 49ers need drives, uh, consistent drives, winning the time of possession. That's what's going to help them get in a rhythm in the passing game and in the run game. And let's be honest, you want to keep your defense off the field as much as possible because a fresh, healthy Bosa, Chase Young, Armstead, uh, Hargrave, all those guys rushing the passer and getting after Baker Mayfield is important. And if they're fresh, it's going to be very, very important. So those are going to be things that they need to do. Uh, early down success, staying on schedule makes for very easy convertible third down opportunity. So that's offense right there. Get the passing game going. Let that spark the run game. And as soon as they do go to two safety looks, go ahead and start checking into that run game. Use the extended run game outside to limit the blitz success uh, success rate. I think it's very, 
very important. So let's talk about the defense. And the defensive key matchup in this game is confusing and pressuring Baker Mayfield. So we saw Trevor Lawrence last week. Trevor Lawrence had some struggles against the 49ers defense. And if you go and you watch the All-22 film, I broke it down on Patreon, you can see that Trevor Lawrence wanted to go here. He wanted to go there, and it was taken away. What the 49ers started to do, and Steve Wilkes had kind of alluded to this, uh, if you listen to his press conferences, sometimes he'll give you little tidbits about what he's seeing, what he's thinking. I also listen to Fred Warner, what he says. Like, there's things you can pick up from them, and if you put it all together, it makes for a nice puzzle. But what happened? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It was the 49ers weren't disguising coverages enough. Uh, that made it a little bit harder for the defensive line to get home because the offense was able to get rid of the football quickly. But also, what was going on is it was easier to read. It was a vanilla type. So they knew what they were going to look. They knew what they were going to see. So what the 49ers started doing was disguising coverage. Uh, that's true. They started making them a little bit confused from what they were seeing pre-snap to what they were seeing post-snap. When that happens in your first read is not ultimately what you thought it was going to be. It makes you hesitate. Then the 49ers employed a more sticky type coverage. Tarverius Ward came up tighter. Uh, Diomar Lenore was right on top of him. Ambry Thomas. It was the same thing across the board, just more tight coverage, more sticky coverage, more physicality. Now, with that being said, you saw a little bit more penalties. You just have to be willing to take those. So if you're watching a game and you see a penalty that happens on Charvarius Ward or Diamondler and Ambry Thomas, just remember you're getting those penalties because they're playing tight coverage and trying to make it easier for the 49ers defensive line to get home. Now, sometimes you're going to get called. Some referee crews call those types of things, illegal contact, holding a lot more than others. But the 49ers' willingness to stick with it is going to be important because for every one of those calls, you're going to get big-time sacks because the 49ers limit reads one and two. That's what they have to do against Baker Mayfield. You have a very good idea of what the concepts are of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. You watch film, you get a really good idea of what they're trying to do, what their concepts are by personnel, formation, and they study a lot of film. So what you want to do is you want to come out, locate the look, locate the formation. You have a pretty good idea. It's probably going to be one or two of these, you know, maybe three plays. You, you go ahead and you decipher, okay, it's possibly these three plays, and you try to choke off what you think they're going to do by down and distance. If you take away reads one and two, then what a quarterback wants to do is he wants to find his check down receiver. Well, if you know what that check down receiver is going to be, then they throw it to the kill zone. You go up, you make the tackle, and you make a big play on defense. It's a very limited game. So that's exactly what the Fourniers did against the Jaguars. Well, they were even better than that because sometimes not only did they take away reads one and two, they also took away the check down. And when that happened, Trevor Lawrence had a hold on the football. His only option to try to run. And that's why the 49ers were getting home and getting sacks. They made Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. He didn't like what he was seeing in the secondary, which meant he wasn't able to get wide receivers open. And even when a receiver did get open, he couldn't even see them because he was looking in another direction. The 49ers did such a great job of confusing Trevor Lawrence. That's what they have to do against Baker Mayfield. 
Let him see something pre-snap that you want him to see. And then sometimes change it. You don't change it all the time, but you change it sometimes. Because then he's going to second guess himself. Oh, am I see- is this what I'm really seeing? Is it not? And if you muddy up his reads, what happens is Baker Mayfield goes into a little bit of a struggle. He gets happy feet. He wants to get rid of, rid of the football quickly. He wants to run. And that's when you have an opportunity to get home and get sacks. That's when you can bring pressure. Because if you have a confusion, you have them wait an extra second. An extra second is all that Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, all they need to get home. When you throw in the fact that Steve Wilkes was very, very good at not just bringing line stunts last week that were very important, but timely blitzes, that could be a world of hurt for this offense with Baker Mayfield. Mayfield is good. So you take away reads one and two with sticky coverage. You make him check it down, and then you tackle. And the four yards are two of the better tacklers uh, in the league at linebacker with Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner. They are spectacular. You have to give attention to Mike Evans this week. Mike Evans is the most dangerous player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, and it's not close. Uh, The guy averages over 17 yards per catch. He's had six touchdowns on the season. He is just spectacular. The vertical threat, uh, but he still has the height. He's able to run every route in the, the route tree and get separation. You have to pay attention to Mike Evans. Now, how much attention? That's for Steve Wilkes to decide. If he wants to give safety help, then yes, you're going to open up some other areas along your defense where maybe there's a weakness where they can get somebody open like Godwin or Trey Palmer or Kate Otten, the big tight end. Those things can happen. But the 49ers need to make sure Mike Evans isn't the reason that they get beat. Uh, Take away Mike Evans. Live with the success of the other players. The other players have success. You tip your cap and you say, hey, great job. But you make sure Evans isn't the one to beat him. I think the 49ers early on in this game will try to limit the success of Evans. It could just be as simple as, hey, the outside corner, you just got to lock it down. Make sure you play coverage. They might test it. Of course, last year, if you go back and you watch the game, Mike Evans had a big touchdown throw or a big touchdown catch thrown from Tom Brady called back because of a penalty. It could have changed the you know the direction of the game. I don't think it would have changed the outcome, but it could have been a little bit closer. So those types of things are big. He's a game changer. Four years need to make sure they focus on him. And I am a little concerned about Gilmer Lenore moving into the nickel and Ambry Thomas being one-on-one on the outside with Mike Evans. But to be honest with you, I don't exactly love the Isaiah Oliver versus Trey Palmer in the slot either. So I, I think the four yards will go with Yama Lenore in the nickel. And I think they'll go on the outside, um, you know, with Ambry Thomas versus Mike Evans, unless they decide to, to travel Traverius Ward, but I don't think that's going to happen. So look for the 49ers, maybe to give a little bit of safety help on one side, say, Hey, Traverius Ward, you're just going to have to win on the other. The Warriors are able to stop the run with just seven players in the box. Then they can have a two deep safety look and be able to give help to Mike Evans. That could be, huge in the game so you also have to be careful with the spacing of the nickel corner uh last week they were coming up and they were pressing with diameter lenore in the in the slot the player was coming up on the line of scrimmage they were playing the outside receiver just off and what happened was it created some situations where he got rubbed it wasn't that he had bad coverage but he got rubbed at the line of scrimmage and it created the separation on its own a lot of times when you're playing in the secondary you need to make sure you have levels uh, to your coverage so that way you have separation in your alignment so that way you don't get rubbed. You don't get picked off by your own players or opposing teams able to run by you and create separation for the receiver. So that's what happened to Diombo Lenore. That is a coaching point 
So the 49ers are going to have to make sure they fix that. You can't allow that to happen. Create that separation. And if Demo is going to get rubbed, they need to have a built-in call. So last week they had one that went to the corner. I'm sure everyone remembers uh, Christian Kirk beating Diamondo Lenore to the corner. Well, the problem was he got rubbed by the inside receiver, uh, Calvin, or the outside receiver, Calvin Ridley, and it happened within one yard of the line of scrimmage, so it's legal. So what they have to do this time is if that sort of thing is, is open and happening, have Diomero Lenore take the guy going inside on him, and the, the inside receiver who jumps out, Tarverius Ward picks up. So switching to a zone coverage and that type of stack receiver look could be very important for the 49ers. Maybe they'll do that. They could simply just go with an I.O. coverage with inside out. You just tell those two guys, hey, it's inside out. If the outside receiver heads inside, inside guy pick him up, and then the outside guy will come to the outside, you pick him up. So uh, it could be as simple as that. We'll see. But the 49ers definitely need to make a little bit of a sight adjustment there because Trey Palmer can separ uh, can create separation as the slot receiver. He's got enough speed. And last week he proved he's got some pretty wicked hands too. Uh, so he's somebody to monitor as far as his success in the slot. And I think the 49ers are going to try to do a good job there. And then Dre and Fred, you know, you, they need to take away screen passes. It's very important for Dre and Fred to make sure they locate screen passes and take advantage of it. Rashawn White last week had a big touchdown on a screen pass. And we've seen the 49ers get troubled by some screen passes already this season. So it's going to be very important for the 49ers to watch Rashad White. Make sure you stay on him and don't allow them to screen the 49ers to death. That could limit the pass rush's effectiveness. So it's important for those 49ers linebackers this week to just make sure they're diligent and focusing on the type of play it is, the drop by the quarterback, where the running back's going, and also how the offensive line is freeing up players and moving. Uh, that's going to be important. I know it's tough to stop screens, but the 49ers have to do a good job of limiting the success of those screens in this game. And now I'm ready to get into some wow, that's bold predictions. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's got to be really bold. It's got to be whoa. Uh, so we're into the wow, that's bold predictions. Like always, let me know what your wow, that's bold predictions are in the comment section down below. My first is that Debo will have a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. I think Debo Samuel is going to have a big game. I think the 49ers are going to use him. Uh, you know, out in the flats to go ahead and catch the ball in the screen game. I think he's going to have some success there. But I also think he's going to have success through the air because Brandon Ayuk's going to have early success and Debo Samuel's going to be able to beat the slot corner, uh, nickel corner for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Niners are going to be very successful in the passing game, and I think Debo is going to be a big reason why. And then as far as a rushing TD, I think there's going to come an opportunity to get the ball uh, to him in some sort of a, a read option or RPO look. I think he'll get the corner because I do believe the 49ers will eventually establish a run game because I don't think Tampa Bay will be able to set the, the edge the entire game. I think they're going to finally come with some weaknesses there. They're going to get some move, movement onto Joe Tryon and uh, the other edge defenders there, and they're going to be able to get up there, maybe even uh, taking advantage of young player Yaya Diaby. So I think that's going to happen. And then I think Elijah Mitchell is going to get a touchdown. I called it a couple weeks ago, and then – Brock Purdy didn't give him the football. I mean, that's as simple as it was. Brock didn't give him the ball. He ended up throwing a pick. I think Elijah Mitchell gets a touchdown in this game. I know there's going to be a lot of focus, you know, on Debo and on Christian McCaffrey, but I think Elijah Mitchell is going to get into 
uh, the end zone in this game and have a touchdown. So uh, I, I definitely think they're going to have success. Now on defense, my wild ass bold prediction is that the Fournier are going to cause two turnovers. Tampa Bay's done a really good job of protecting the football this year. Baker Mayfield has only thrown five interceptions. They only have eight uh, turnovers on the season, so they've done a very good job protecting the football. But I think the 49ers defense is just going to cause too many problems for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think they're going to get some turnovers. Whether that's fumbles and interceptions, I'm not sure. I would expect Baker Mayfield to make a mistake in this game and the 49ers to take advantage. I think they're just going to keep so much pressure on him that it's going to eventually pay off. And the reason I think it's going to, so my second while that's bold on defense, they're going to sack him five times. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be in trouble when the 49ers take away reads one and two. I think he's going to try to you know try to get out of there. Maybe a couple times he will, but I think for the most part, the 49ers are going to get to him, and they're going to get him down. I think Chase Young's going to have a sack in this game, and I think the 49ers are just going to have a lot of success up front disrupting Baker Mayfield, getting after him, and forcing him to make mistakes. I think that's going to be absolutely huge in this game. And I mean, part of it is going to happen on third down. Third down success is so important. 49ers offense uh, converting at 44.8%, almost 45%. So you'd like to get it closer to 50, but still pretty good third down efficiency. The Buccaneers are close to 40% at 39.5. Warriors need to hold them around 35% in this game, but you can see they're effective as far as you know converting on third down. It's not too bad. As far as conversion percentage allowed, 49ers only allow teams to convert on third down at 39.2. You see they're really close to the average from Tampa Bay. Uh, so anything under 40% is a win for the 49ers. But Tampa Bay is the worst in the league. They give up third down conversion rates at 47.2. 49ers need to make sure uh, they stay on the football field in this game, win the time of possession, You know, get after Baker Mayfield, just stress him out a lot. And I think if they do that, uh, they're going to have a lot of success. And so with that, it's time for the game prediction. 49ers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's going to be a, a fun one. The 49ers definitely want to get this victory. They just had a big win against Jacksonville. You want to build on that against Tampa Bay because you know you've got a Thanksgiving game and a quick turnaround looming against the Seattle Seahawks. But the 49ers and Fred Warner says they have learned their lesson. They're going to make sure they focus on one game at a time. They're not going to get ahead of themselves. They have to stay focused. And I think they're going to do that against Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay can have some success from here to there, but just watching them on film, it's a little bit too inconsistent. There's not the consistency on offense or on defense. And I think the 49ers have too many weapons, and they're going to make it difficult uh, for Tampa Bay. And I think as far as they're going to limit Mike Evans in this game, I think he'll still have some success. I don't think it's going to equal end zone success, though. I think he'll have some catches and some yardage, and it might look like a, a pretty good game when it comes down to it, you know, seven for 85, something like that. Uh, but I don't think he's going to get into the end zone uh, successfully. I think the 49ers are going to limit Rashad White and that running game. And I ultimately think the 49ers' Brock Purdy is going to have a big game. Debo uh, is going to chip in and do some things. I think McCaffrey gets back to starting a new streak. And the 49ers get a big win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 35-13. to I just think they're going to create turnovers. They're going to make plays. I look for the 49ers to capitalize on Tampa Bay turnovers in this game. I'm sure that was... A big point of emphasis was making sure they convert on what the, the defense is helping them with. Short fields last week off turnovers weren't converted at a high enough rate. And I have 35. No field goals from Jake Moody. I have the 49 scoring five touchdowns in this game. I think they're going to have success on third down. They're going to have success in the red zone. And they're going to convert on touchdowns in a variety of different ways. 
I mentioned four of the touchdowns right here. I got Debo Samuel getting one on the ground and through the air, Christian McCaffrey getting one on the ground, and Elijah Mitchell getting one on the ground. So uh, I didn't call the fifth touchdown. It could be Ayuk, Kittle, Jawan Jennings, who knows, maybe a Brock Purdy scramble for a touchdown. Anyways, I'm going to leave that open. Let me know what you think the 49ers are going to win by. Or if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, let me know uh, you know, what you think the score is going to be. If you think your Bucs are going to defeat the 49ers, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. And you can come join me after the game for the live reaction show right here on YouTube. Of course, it will be available on all audio platforms uh, shortly after recording. But always come through and check it out. Um, like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to audio platform for years cut back on believe thank you so much this episode is brought to you by bet online where the game starts can't wait for this game to kick off if you want to watch the game and listen to me and mark adams from 49 years camelot talk all about it you can join us and check it out uh, we do the red and bold show on the psf app you can go download it uh, from the google play store from apple and you can join us we'll be giving live commentary play to play you can come check it out talk in the chat if that's something you're interested in, if you're not, that's okay too. But guys, just make sure you join us and tell them though, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.